Let me say to you, girl boss, how does that make you feel? Recently, there's been an article written about the reason that this is just such a bad term for us to use in 2019 in terms of female empowerment and moving forward with equality. So we thought we'd have a little discussion about it and see what comes up in this episode. Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. This episode is sponsored by Propelhurst Book Club. Propelhurst Book Club is a monthly book club for ambitious women who are committed to reading to support their personal development and professional success. Each month, a book is chosen by me, Sherelle, and then you'll have the opportunity to read the book ahead of the group sessions. There is one group that meet physically in London and a virtual online group, so no matter where you are in the world, you can still join in. If you would love to read great books, be part of a supportive community of women, and be held accountable for applying your new knowledge, then Propelhurst Book Club is for you. You can find out more and book a ticket to join in at propelher.co.uk forward slash book club now on to the episode hello and welcome to this episode where we're going to talk a little bit about being a girl boss which was sparked by an article in HuffPost that was entitled being a boss has nothing to do with having a vagina and it's something that I've seen in conversation a lot recently and so me and Sherelle thought it would be good to have a little discussion over it. So basically the term girl boss has been used by millennials since (laughs) millennials began really and it's you know it started off as a very empowering term to say I am a girl and I am a boss and that I own a company and you know I'm proud of that and then I think it kind of became a marketing tool as in you know people knew that there were millennial women out there who have businesses and they were the perfect audience for them to target for the product or service that they had and through that it just grew mm-hmm. and there are many communities out there where girl boss is a term that is used a huge amount and is kind of the backbone and basis of what they do and I obviously the biggest one is a company called Girl Boss which um, is absolutely huge on Instagram um, and has many many followers in the millions and it's also a hashtag that has been searched for like 17.9 million times or or used you know 17.9 million times so Cheryl what are your opinions on like the term girl boss and how it's used and you know what that woman said in that you know I don't need to be defined by the fact I have a vagina (laughs) so I think it's really interesting so for me I probably first started coming on the term really back beginning of propel her days so 2016 when I first started doing marketing on Instagram and it was a it was a hashtag that I could use to find women that yeah ran businesses were 
bossing it in some way, shape or form. Like maybe they had a side hustle, maybe they, you know, were an M&L, stuff like that. But this idea of people, women that thought they were absolutely bossing it, hashtag. And it was this, it was a really easy way, I suppose, to try and find women of a certain type. And so I can understand what you're trying to say in terms of like marketing and niching. Like it was very specific to that type of people. And I then remember coming across the book. So Sophie, I'm going to say a surname wrong because I always do. Amoroso, is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who, her brand, was it Nasty Gal? Was the brand yes. that she created, which she started from her bedroom and she turned it into a multi, was it multi-million? Is that right? It was yeah. massive. Yeah, yeah, it was huge, absolutely huge. huge. And so then she wrote this book called Hashtag Girl Boss. And it was proper millennial pink and black cover. <laughs> and I remember going, I remember like seeing it on a shelf at Waterstones or whatever. And I, lots of women were reading it and like saying like how inspired they were and stuff. So I thought, oh, I should check this out. And I remember I didn't particularly enjoy the book. It didn't, for me, it didn't. I think her story is a good rags to riches story. Mm. And I think we all buy into a rags to riches story, but I don't think there's anything in it that I thought, wow, this is really like changing my life. Um, but it was so funny for me because it was such a book that so many people loved. People absolutely just spoke about the book all the time. They spoke about Sophia and I could just see the momentum that was building behind that. And I think that my, it was really interesting for me because I do feel a bit of, um, it grates on me slightly because of the world girl. And it's this idea that about don't call a woman a girl. And actually by us calling ourselves girls, what are we, we're also just like buying into this system of belittling us. Like we don't call men boys. So why do we call women girls? You see, and I, this is something that I was definitely going to bring up, but you see, I do call men boys. Okay. And I don't mind being called a girl and it no, because I think I'm in a minority, but I have to say it because, you know, yeah, like if if I'm with a friend, I'll be like, oh, what are the boys doing tonight? Or I don't, I, yeah, maybe, or maybe I'd use like guys, but I'd never use men. Yeah. And I, I don't know if, is it because boys and girls is more colloquial? Yeah. And the the intention behind using the word isn't to make it demeaning. It's just for me it's more personable. It's like what are the girls up to, what are the boys yeah. up to, rather than what are the women up to. It's very like oof, yeah. harsh. I think actually <laughs> plural, I probably would be like they're having a guy's night. Like like I say you're having a girls' night. I think maybe like I would say what the guys are up to. I can what the boys up to, maybe. I do think in a plural sense, but like because it's girl boss, like it's you owning it. I just don't think a man would call themselves a boy. Yeah. And and there was actually a few years ago, um, the actress um, Mayim Bialik, who plays Amy in The Big Bang Theory, did um, a video about yes. girl versus woman and why language matters. And I'll be super honest, and I've said this before, it's like the guilty feminist element, isn't it? But I actually watched that and I thought, mm, I don't really agree with this. Like it didn't, I wasn't like, yes, you know, I nearly mm. said yes, girl then. How bad is that? I wasn't like, <laughs> yes. Like, you know, I need to start being called a woman, not a girl. I don't know. It's just not an area that bothers me. 
and I don't, I don't I, maybe it's just a, a personal thing. I Maybe it's the fact that I enjoy embracing my youthfulness. Yeah. <laughs> and that I am just not that affected by it because I'm a woman when I need to be a woman, whether that's in work or certain responsibilities, but I actually enjoy the youthfulness of holding a space with a girl within me. And so it just doesn't trigger me but I know it triggers so many women out there. Yeah. So many. Um, so, yeah, but I think, um, you know, going back to the article, it was just, it was simply started by tweet, as all good conversations are. Um, and she, you know, she was kind of saying that, you know, she she doesn't need to doesn't need to be highlighted like she said my vagina has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a boss of an SEO agency um and this is CEO Lisa Myers who who said this and yeah I mean it 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 doesn't and I think the the biggest issue with this is the lack of equality so you like you said you don't say boy boss Mm -hmm. or guy boss like a, a man is allowed to just be a boss. Yeah. And I and like think now this when is you, where the issue is. Yeah. Like when you see all these like conferences that are like women in business conferences and like, mm. you know, I, I'm trying to think what other ones recently, like, you know, women in tech, you know, that's a big thing, isn't it? Like what are all these women that are working in tech and like, you know, and you know, I was part of a lean in circle, which obviously is all about women. And I have a company that, you know, does have a her in it, like propel her. It's all about moving women forward. And I understand from a marketing perspective, because the thing is, there is a complete and utter, it talks to the people you want to. People, women can absolutely connect to it straight away. And that's why I think, you know, we've seen such a rise in a con, uh, an emphasis on like female entrepreneurs and female founders. And there are so many networks and communities around that because women are calling for a space to be, be able to own that and to have the conversations maybe not in a mixed platform so I do understand how it's come into existence but it is the fact that yes when we when other people start calling us when men start calling us and when we only start getting referred to in the circle of women it's it sort of is saying like what they sort of mentioned the article is this idea that women aren't in the like we have to highlight we're women because it's basically a man's world and we're adding ourselves into it yeah and and then and then you can go down a real language road when it comes to us as women so I myself say I work with female business owners and I also have a a group locally where I run events called working women Mm -hmm. now when we look at language female and women and woman all have male men or man within that word so the next level of these things is that people and I've actually done this with my working women group have started putting like an x where the e is so it's working women but with an x to get rid of the fact that there's a a male connection and also 
we've started doing that for people who are within the LGBTQ plus community and are either non-binary or transitioning or whatever. And so it's saying if you identify as a woman, you may not have been born a woman or you may not have the reproductive organs of a woman, but if you identify within yourself as a woman, you're welcome in this space. Mm -hmm. Now that kind of goes into a whole other realm, but I think what, this conversation has has really sparked is that we need to start thinking about the history of even that is his story (laughs) isn't it like on RuPaul's Drag Race they say her story yeah yeah, I know I love it you know and we need to you know it's really it's really important that we start just kind of consciously being aware of, of the language that that we are using um but going back to what you said about marketing, yeah, I mean, we're both marketers, Sherelle, and like, I think Girl Boss was a very clever way of being able to target people that suited your business. And mm-hmm. even though it's a big niche, it's still a niche <laughs> and it's a female business owner. And, um, you know, I think it's quite sad in in a sense that we need to hold female specific events in the in terms of we feel we need to have that space surrounded by other women to talk openly and rawly about certain topics and conversations I think we're getting to a point where it's maybe that's a platform for building confidence in women that don't feel they can have that same voice in a room that is mixed Mm -hmm. or in a room that is majority men. Um, It's something that I've never felt myself. So I find it hard to, to connect with. Like I, it doesn't matter to me who I'm surrounded by. I will still say the same things. Um, I think, I think there is a massive, a massive, need but I think you have to be careful so I um I read Lean In maybe what five years ago I'm Lean In by Cheryl Sandberg who is the CEO Mm -hmm. of Facebook and she spoke a lot about ambitious women career women how to work yourself up the not the ladder but the gym I got jungle gym that's what she calls it and I loved the book and I joined the Lean In Circle and I absolutely for the first time I think really felt like I was in a space where I could own what I was trying to achieve in my career and I hands down will always say like I am forever grateful for being in that leaning circle and it was in that leaning circle where I finally made the declaration to start Propel Her and specifically Propel Her's book club and I ended up I think I made the declaration maybe like in the September and by the January of the next year Propel Her's book club existed and for four years I have watched women I've met them month on month and seen what happens when women are in a space with other women and they can talk openly about the issues they're going through and they can also talk about their ambitions and feel that they're not being judged and feel that they're in with other women that can support them and they can be held accountable and all of that sort of stuff so I absolutely believe there is something very powerful about women supporting women and women having a space where they feel safe to talk however I absolutely believe that no one should only go to women only events. And I think there is a massive danger if we, like at the end of the day, I always say like, if we, it's a man's world, I'm not, it is. And therefore the only way to actually 
improve it and to grow in it and actually to have a voice in it is to be in that man's world we can't overtake it not that i'm saying we're trying to overtake it but you know we in order to really be part of the picture we have to be in the picture that it is we can't make a separate society and grow that up so i you know i am definitely someone who will go to i go to female founder events i go to female finance events i would do all that sort of stuff but then i go to mainstream business entrepreneur event actually what's really interesting is then when i go to those they're probably normally 90 percent men and i went mm. to one a few weeks ago and i was really like god this is so man heavy like it's really really was men heavy that i can understand that if you're not necessarily a strong like woman that like does feel the confidence does have that level of self-esteem in what you're doing it can be quite intimidating I think to try and talk about things and also I think it depends on what you're talking about because there are some topics that I feel really just aren't spoken about in that in that, that same sense that you might get to talk about with other women so I can understand why women will find it easier to go to a, a women's space but I think you have to keep on trying to move across what I think is really interesting is I've never been to one that's equal and I'm like, why is it, what is classed as like, there's a non-gender specific one, ends mm. up normally being so, still so men heavy. Then we've got all now these new women ones. And I'm like, where's one that's just like a nice, even mixture of people. And even when we look, if you look at like the entrepreneurs that we follow online, it's like, it will always go one way or the other. Like, it's, you just generally don't seem to find someone that has a, like a genuinely mixed audience in terms of gender yeah yeah it's strange isn't it I, I I do agree and I think going back to what you're saying about propel her you know your book club and I hold specific women only events and I have actually been asked why they're women only and you know it it is going back to the fact that I I do believe we need to help women get to a point where they're happy and confident being in an environment that is, you know, could be full of 90% men and to have a voice there and to not get imposter syndrome or anything like that. But also I think in terms of topics, you know, as women, we do bring different things to the table. Mm. And so for instance, you know, um, topics that I like to speak about a lot are like, you know, working with your menstrual cycle or, you know, like, kind of having the confidence within a workplace without being aggressive and all these topics that as women we're having to learn because we've never been taught that. Um, and then like, you know, like you mentioned Cheryl Sandberg, you know, there's that famous Ted talk where she says, you know, she said to the audience in a, a speech that she was doing, I'll, I'll answer one more question. And so she picked someone and all the women put their hands down and all the men kept their hands up. And then she mm. carried on asking more questions and a woman went to her afterwards and said, that was really unfair. Like you've, you said you'd ask more, one more question. We obeyed you as women, but the guys kept their hands up and then you asked more questions because they kept their hands up and we lost our chance. And she said, it really kind of shook me and thought, Oh my gosh, I, I need to start really being more conscious about how I approach these things. But just another kind of part of the article um, that is discussed is, you know, she mentions that it's the same when we call women career women, when yeah. they've got a great career, but no kids. 
Um, she said child-free men are never labeled career men in the same <laughs> way. Why oh, in 2019 yeah. is it still considered unusual for women to be passionate about work and good at their jobs? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and also going back to the episode that we've just had around, you know, Emma Watson self-partnered where you should be at the age of 30. Like, I think it's a bit like a shield saying you're a career woman. Like okay. as a woman at the age of 33 with no children, I I probably up until about two years ago, you say, oh yeah, but I'm a career woman. It's fine. <laughs> like it was like, a, and, and so I, I get it. I get why it's an issue but I also can see how a woman can use it in her power oh yeah I think I definitely in the same back off the question yeah <laughs> so, oh I'm just a career woman that's why I don't have children yeah end of and and like, like that's full start period <laughs> yeah I suppose like it doesn't really need much follow-up like I think even when yeah people are like oh you don't have like you're not with anyone and you don't have kids I'm like yeah I'm focused on my career mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so yeah career woman is a very short for once is actually a really useful phrase <laughs> to just be like stop everything dead in its tracks and just be like yeah I'm a career woman um but I, I do get what the article saying this I could hear again that yeah we, we don't say it about men and but I suppose this is the whole thing about because not x amount of years ago career we just we didn't have a career like you know most people like how like most people were at home with their families and it you know that think that even though society's changed it's the language is taking a while to catch up and yeah we're just putting ourselves into this situation and we're adding woman or her or female into everything else in terms to own it and sometimes it works for us and sometimes it works against us yeah no I I agree and it it's also something that I've seen a lot on social media recently this conversation about the word girl boss and stuff. And it was actually um, uh, on an Instagram account called It's Katie Price and sorry, It's Katie Prince. And she spoke about um, the the kind of phrase was bye-bye boss babe, hello everyone. <laughs> and she said, if you're still relying on all the girl boss, business babe, entrepreneur, her lingo to get attention as we move into 2020 and beyond, then I've got a reality check for you. The future is not female. And obviously this sort of triggered people, but she was just saying like, we're just all business people, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless of, you know, where we are in terms of gender or sexuality or anything, you know. Um, And it did actually get a lot of comments (laughs) from both sides. It was, it was interesting. Um, and she, she then said, um, according to Forbes, 38% of gender Z folks strongly agree that gender no longer defines a person as much as it used to. Plus 55% of gender Z people. Um, so AKA the next generation of customers. So the ones underneath us, aren't they? Know someone in their close circle who uses the they, them pronouns. Okay. Um, and then she'd go and Google gender Z gender identity. If you think I'm making this up. So that's really interesting. And I think, and I think the more we speak about topics on this podcast, the more we do keep bringing up that there is a, a normative life that we've been raised with. And there's nothing wrong with that. Our parents did everything that they thought was right at the time. But there is this tipping point now, I feel, where 
we're starting to like own stuff again. Yeah. And I think the skill boss element is part of that. I think the in thing interesting around like Generation Z having everyone knowing at least one person in their circle that, that identifies as a them or a they or is it is an argument to say that yes, the the strong hold on your gender definitely may start to disappear. However, what I would say, for example, was like Girl Pass had such an aesthetic that mm. went to it. Mm. I do not I do not believe that that does not still run strong at the moment like you know when you just think of that millennial I don't even know what that pink was called and um rose gold and like there was just I remember this such a strong aesthetic that was around girl boss and like obviously the book was pink but I remember like you just see diaries and it just had this like this thing it was really like identifiable and my belief is there is still a lot of women that still love that look and still believe in girl boss that I don't believe is necessarily going to disappear anytime soon. And I yeah. get what we're saying about the next generation and I absolutely believe it. And also that was one of the reasons why I didn't identify with being girl boss because actually the aesthetic that went around it was just wasn't me at all. But there's so many people I know that just love it and they're just in it that I just don't think it's about to disappear. Yeah, and and I was gonna say, like, you know, you're branding Sherelle on on everything you, you do in, in terms of Pell Her and your marketing is is quite opposite to that. Yeah. And because of that, you attract this type of woman that adores who you are as a person and what you do. And I think, you know, again, going back to the brand the marketing bit, but branding is so important. Mm. And I probably was more closer to the girl boss branding. What colour was your iPhone? <laughs> well, my iPhone is rose gold. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Isn't that what that was, all millennial women do? <laughs> I mean, that was that was the thing. When they brought out that rose gold iPhone, literally someone in an office somewhere just said, Do you know how we can make more millennial women buy this? Like there was no one else that is buying that colour phone. But yeah. every single millennial woman went out and got a rose gold one. Yeah. Yeah, and I've even already spotted the gel colour that I'm getting on my nails for Christmas and it is rose gold. So, and you know what, I don't, I I think, yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing it to fit in or whatever. I'm doing it because I love <laughs> rose gold. <laughs> like, you know, I'm doing it for me and I think this is where we need to be careful. I think if if saying you're a girl boss empowers you, then say you're a girl boss. But if you find it offensive or, you know, it sparks something within you, then don't. And I think this is where it's so nice to have these conversations because there are going to be women listening to this thinking, yep, totally agree. Like, you know, I'm quite, I feel quite neutral about the topic or this has really triggered me or, but this is the whole point of having these conversations. It gets you to think about your own opinion on these subjects and I think we don't do that enough sometimes. Like we just read an article and we either think, oh, what an annoying woman or, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so glad you've written this. And then we just move on. We don't actually think, okay, what does this mean to me? Yeah. Like, wh- why am I reacting the way I'm reacting? And then dig, dig, dig. Yeah. Um, and I think like what you said about like, I'm choosing rose gold because I love it. That like, that is fine. And I think you can absolutely be in a sort of trend or you can be in a like a niche or a target market and if that is 
if that is you and that's the thing I think that's why girl boss was very powerful was it genuinely tapped into a look and a feel and a brand that people did already like it's then it just got stereotyped because it became mm. so mass but I think the reason why it worked was it was an aesthetic that people were already using and already enjoyed and then it just became it was everywhere and we could buy it in all the shops and we, everything online was in it that then it just like it overtook but you know there was nothing wrong with you finding something that truly gives you a voice for what you feel like I think actually there is less power like the reason why these sort of like terms work is it brings people together and yeah. actually you know it definitely brought you know I ended up being in Facebook groups with a certain type of woman and at that time especially when I think back a few years ago like it it did make a difference to me because that wasn't the type of woman I was hanging around with work at, from work and it wasn't the type of woman that I was necessarily I had in my like many in friends in my life and so it enabled me to connect with a, a whole lot of women who had a similar like ambition in their life the things they were interested in the things they were doing right now so I think you know as much as we have to be wary of I suppose how the damage on an external front like you know what it can be doing in the world yes I do believe there is some damage of us having too much stuff that is women and girl and her focus but if it enables you to find other people other women like you if it really enables you to like to up your game to find your voice to feel empowered then own it like absolutely yeah and I think it's just all about carrying on with the conversation isn't it so if any of you are listening today and like have a really strong opinion on it or are just totally neutral and are just like what's the big deal you know like we'd love to hear from you and especially guys hello to the guys that listen to the podcast like you know why don't we have guy boss why don't we have you know boy babe or boy babe (laughs) oh my god please hashtag boy babe please get this pick you know like why don't we have these and and does that upset you that you don't have those things where you can feel you belong or is it just never even crossed your mind that this is even a topic to discuss so yeah so we're on instagram fear and free and free free and figuring it out or you can email us at free and figuring it out at gmail.com sorry rarity has just lost the plot and can't speak <laughs> Are you back rarity? for this week <laughs> Thank you for listening and we will see you next week.